0: I like to use the metaphor of a surfer. So when I explain to any of my clients or anyone in in my program that I'm like, listen, the waves of what the fuck is happening will always come. Like, listen, the waves are coming all the time. Like the quarter life crisis, the, the, the emotions, the things you just go from not even knowing how to swim to surfing.
1: Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast Hey, hey, hey! How's it going, friends? I hope you're having a fucking amazing week. I really do. I am really just, like, embodying so many of your love notes and messages from last week's episode. Um... It was such a vulnerable share and I just so appreciate you sharing space in that place for me. And I hope that you're starting to have some spring weather come your way because it has been such a gift in Chicago. Um, I also, before we get into today's episode, wanted to share some really exciting announcements on my end, um, one, um, I have reopened for this week um, my Live Your Fuck Yes Life membership, which is my ongoing uh, monthly membership for mindset work. And it is a really great way to work together um, in more intentional um, coaching setting without it being like my one-on-one prices. Um, and for uh, you, all of you podcast listeners, you always get 10% off on a monthly recurring basis. So it's balls. This month, we're tackling how to trust your inner knowing and really learning how to get in contact with that. Um, every single month we have a different um, theme of the month and so there's a jet training and then we have guest experts who um, are previous podcast um, humans who have come on and when they share um, and go into a deep dive. So if you're obsessed with this podcast and you love all the learnings here, this is a beautiful way to expand your, um, your learning and really your inner growth work um, and you get access to every future and current um, month's modules as well as every conversation and training that we've done in the past. So you'll get access to all of that goodness. You can check out the details and snag your spot um, in the show notes, or you can go to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash membership to get your spot there. Um, And again, that's open this week for enrollment. So I'm really pumped to welcome you guys in. Also, um, I have some space opening up in my calendar in the next few months, so I am welcoming in a couple of one-on-one coaching clients, which I haven't done in a while. So I wanted to also let you guys know here first, you got the goods first, um, that I will be... accepting applications for that. Um, and if you are interested, um, please reach out to me. The best way to do that is via Instagram on DMS and see if we're a good fit. Or if you're like, fuck yeah, I know I want to do this. You can set up a um, 30 minute call with me. Um, it's totally free and it's just a great way for us to, um, get to know each other a little better, see if we're a good fit to do the work that you're wanting to do. Um, and you can sign up for that again, um, in the show notes as well, just head over to the, the bottom of work with me section and you can, um, go there there. So yeah, um, that's all the announcements in my world. um, And I'm really fucking pumped to share this conversation with you with a fan favorite, 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 Um, a fan favorite who has been on the podcast before um, all the way back in season one, uh, episode 15. But Jessica DeMasi is back and she is better known as Holy Healed on Instagram. And we both do really similar stuff in the space of body awareness and fuck diet culture and just really, really doing the work, um, around our bodies and how to, um, really shift the narrative there. Um, and that is what we deep dive into today. But before we get into the specifics, Our sponsor this week is Teamy Blends, a wellness lady boss founded company with amazing plant-based products that I absolutely love. You guys know I'm super picky about the brands I work with and I'm so impressed with Teamy Blends. Why? Because of their ethically sourced and high quality ingredients. Lately, I am super obsessed with their detox mask. It's literally the best clay mask I've ever tried and I've tried a bunch. (laughs) Um, It's made with organic matcha green tea, lemongrass, and bentonite clay. It goes on so smoothly and makes my sensitive skin feel so freaking fresh and amazeballs. Plus, it's super affordable, which y'all know I love. (laughs) Oh, also, I have been adding their greens superfood to my morning smoothies, And it's been so helpful for my poops and boosting my energy first thing. And the ingredients are, again, so fantastic. And I'm so excited because as a Podians listener, you can use the code LYFYL, that's capital L-Y-F-Y-L, for 20% off your purchase at checkout on teamiblends.com. That's T -t E A M I blendscom So use that code and get your stiff. Okay. So some shit we deep dive into today's episode is fucking epic. Here's some, here's the Coles notes, which, okay. P.S. I have been having so many conversations with people. Coles notes is like the American version of Cliffs notes. And I didn't realize that it was different for the longest time. And so I've been saying Coles notes to Americans for the longest time and they don't know what it is, but it originated in Canada, motherfuckers. So just putting that into the ether. Okay. Anyways, we are deep diving into our personal stories around body shame and, and our past with eating disorders and a disordered relationship with fitness. Um, she deep dives into some really amazing stories of her past and and how um, her inner work really um and 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 body really impacted that where the root of our pain and shame really lies when it comes to our bodies, the negative patterns we create and how to get how the fuck to get out of them our mutual obsession with therapy and doing the inner work we talk about buffering we talk about the power of and the magic of the mess and also give you tangible tools to actually implement into your life. This is really a conversation a way for us to just deep dive into the mess of this and we want you to be a part of it so let us know your thoughts your feelings all of that good stuff um shout out uh, Jass at holy healed on instagram um and let us know like what your personal experience has been with diet culture with body shame be a part of the conversation let's really share this share this with friends your friends and really get the the conversation around this moving um and we can't wait to um deep dive so without further ado here we go uh, hi guys. I'm so pumped. I'm so fucking pumped. Y'all probably remember, well y'all, I'm really becoming like a Southern human being in the States. Like every time I go home, people are like, you sound more American ever. Anyways, my point <laughs> is, is that Jess is back. Um, if you don't remember her from season one, go back and listen to episode 15 because we talk about all things hormones and all things like advocating for yourself in this space. It's an incredible episode. But also, if you don't know who Jess is, period, like, go follow her right now. She's at Holy Healed, W-H-O-L-L-Y, Healed, um, on Insta. And we're just, I'm really excited to have her back to have a conversation. Because more than anything, like, I see you as, like, just a dear friend and, like, somebody who is in the space doing such similar work, but in really different ways. And, but ultimately, like, our core message and what we believe as humans and also what we do in the world is so weirdly similar even our acting stuff like it's so similar and i remember like meeting you online and and us immediately being like we're soul soul humans like we need to <laughs> we need to be in each other's lives and so i just have been so grateful for your friendship and also so grateful that you're perpetuating having conversations around shame around our bodies and around like what it is to be a woman and just like a human being um and why we hold so much fucked up shit around that um and just breaking that and breaking that down and like talking about the shit that no one talks about um and so I'm really pumped to have you back so welcome back to the pod
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I just love like getting to have casual conversations with you. We basically just recording what we would be talking about anyway. So that's always
1: literally, I feel like every time we end up just having conversations, I'm like, why are we not just recording this so other people can hear the juiciness that is coming out of our mouths? (laughs) pretty much yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> yeah so for those who may not have listened to that podcast or can you just give a brief like what have you been up to since then like what's going on in your world like fill us in like what's yeah. going on with Jess on
0: when was, when was I here last like a, over Dude, a year I mean yeah it was like, oh it's my- been
1: probably two years because it was season one and we're on season four now so oh here God. we are yeah,
0: okay so <laughs> a lot um I so way back way back when I was just a wee little lad I was mostly focused on Hormones and I was mostly focused on kind of helping women walk through the physical repercussions of dieting and disordered eating. And so I was talking about how to get your period back and balancing your hormones and, you know, correcting estrogen and progesterone imbalances. And as much as the sciences are my first love, what I encountered over the past two years as I was taking on a lot more one on one clients, shifting from, okay, well, you're developing these issues because you you know, have this disordered relationship with food. So that's actually what we're focusing on. Right. Mm-hmm. And then a step further over and over with clients where we would talk about food for maybe the first few sessions, but what we really had to get down to are all the reasons why you developed yep. and not have relationship with food. So we're talking about family narratives. We're talking about not feeling good enough when we're talking about identity and we're talking about like the deep shit. So I don't I underlying like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the trajectory of the work that I've watched holy healed go through which is the name of my business by, by, by the way it's not just a random thing it's the name of my business for the holy healed it's a little entity. um what i've watched her kind of go through is like we've just continually been chipping at really what why are we having these issues and conversations in the first place because yeah. i am such a fan of like let's just get to the root. Like Mm -hmm. if I walk into a party, I don't do small talk. I'm a very big, well, it's just like, how are you doing? And I'm like, really, how are you doing? So that's kind of what I feel like my work has kind of been reflecting is very much that personality of let's not waste time Mm -hmm. kind of pretending like this is actually the main issue. Let's talk about it because obviously there's things that can help this, but if it's a branch, let's kind of get to the root of the problem. And so after two years of doing that and working with one-on-one clients and watching, the same kind of trajectory happen where like they come to me about how they feel in their body or they come to me how they feel, you know, um with food and really by the end of working together it's like we're not even
1: talking yeah, about it's the last thing
0: we're talking about way deeper things. Um that was when I created Liberated Landing which is the program that I just launched um which is all about like the root stuff. Like it's really like the root program. It's like mm-hmm. the, these are the roots of what I've seen all of my clients struggle with that we've eventually had to get to all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's a comprehensive framework where it starts at like, let's stop at the top the start of the top branch, then go to the second one, then let's go to the like the mm-hmm. trunk and then let's go to the root. So it's like a very comprehensive kind of course. And so that's really what I've been up to yeah. lately. Just root work is it's, what I'm calling
1: it. It's so funny, Jess, because I feel like our trajectories have been so similar. Like I started in the wellness space, pretty much just like how to heal from binge eating and like, let's actually fuel our bodies so that we're not like, you know, and learning how to learn about the nutrition components and like really feel good in ourselves and like fitness is empowerment and all this stuff. And then it's like, Oh, that now that that's healed, like what's up underneath here, you know? And so, yeah, like I have found super similar shit. And I think when we, when we really look at, why we're unhappy in life. It's not about these surface shine, what I like to call like the, the Siegel syndrome. That's what I talk about in my book. It's like the shiny penny syndrome where we're like, if I have the right job, the right relationship, the right, the body that looks a certain way, the, you know, I'm eating the right food or whatever the fuck, right? I hate the word, right. But like, if I'm doing those things, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be fulfilled. Then I will be able to show up for my life. And really it's like, no sister, like it's about doing the work inward. So then you can create and cultivate a life that is reflective right. of what you actually want and need. And yet we have no idea how to access that. We have no idea how to step into that space because we are taught that we should get all these things. Like we live in a society where that is, it's buy this, buy that you'll be happy, like get this and you'll be happy, be a size two and you'll be happy. All of this shit. And it's like. Mm, no, though, like I got there and I'm still miserable. I'm still having panic attacks. Please help SOS, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was my experience too. So I think it's so beautiful to see that reflected in your journey too, as a coach, because we obviously work with, you know, different people and like have had very different experiences through our process. And yet so much of it is the same, which is really fucking well because
0: at the end of the day I mean like that's that's why I love root work is the end of the day you could take all these people who are struggling with quote different branches Mm -hmm. and when you boil us down we're all usually hitting like the same roots yeah in different ways with our own unique flair but it's the same thing so you're dealing with like worthiness and you're dealing Mm -hmm. with how do you feel in your body you're dealing with trauma you're dealing with like Parental and family narratives, like you're literally dealing with the same shit, and so yeah. it's really cool. Wait, what do you, what did
1: you say that you call it? So the, in my book, I call it the Siegel Syndrome. Um, that is so and funny. so it's like mine, mine. I want this, mine. You know, it's like oh, the whole like, Finding oh Nemo God, thing. Okay, yeah. And so so I, okay, I coined okay, that so fucking I term. Call it,
0: I call mine the Happiness Destination Paradox, which sure. is essentially it's essentially same that concept. idea of like the paradox of thinking happiness is a destination. But the ironic thing is it's always moving. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, well, and you get there, you realize you're not happy. Oh, I must have picked the wrong destination. So let me let me make it about – this happens all the time with weight loss especially. It's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe when I lose this weight, then they lose the weight. Mm-hmm. And then it's, well, let me get rid of my loose skin or let me get mm-hmm. rid of my skin. There's always I, I something like, else. There's always fucking something else. Yeah. Like I, I've never seen anyone that this is not Feels the fully case fully healed, yet. yeah. Right, because as long as you're making um, – an internal job, like an external work, you're Mm -hmm. going to miss the target every single time. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said when you were like, you know, a lot, like we, we don't get it. We, we never feel satisfied. Well, it's because ultimately like, finding joy and finding contentment and finding happiness, however you want to frame it is really about being aligned with your own intuition and learning how to use yourself as a compass. And in the world when we're constantly being told what to do, how to act, how to live, you have no idea how to get in touch with your own. And
1: we're never taught. We're never taught how to even have the tools to, to get in touch with ourselves and like hear our inner needs. And like, Yeah. yeah, it's bonkers. And, and, and also completely, completely like normal to be navigating that. And, Like the only reason that I know that it's possible to be on the other side is because I'm sitting here like, ironically enough, feeling the most whole that I ever have in my life, you know, wholly healed. Um, Hey, hey. (laughs) but truly because I've, I've gone through that process. And, and I think what you were saying, like around what? we are looking for because ultimately it comes down to the root that we are all human, that we are all just wanting. Have you seen, um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers movie. No, Wait, the documentary. No. So it's the new one that they did, um, with Tom Hanks in it as playing Mr. Rogers. Please go see this movie. Y'all like it is it is about what it is to be a human fundamentally. And I get emotional thinking about it because it really has wrapped up so much of like the last six months for me as a person. And it's like, ultimately what it comes down to, and I talk about this at the end of my book too, like what it comes down to is we are just human beings looking for love and acceptance Mm -hmm. and that's it. We just want to feel loved and accepted. We don't, like the other stuff, when when you really think about it, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. And it comes from within. If we can't love and accept ourselves, we can't expect other people to love ourselves. We can't expect to like show up in spaces online and be accepted and loved. It comes from within, but we don't know how. We don't know how to access it. Um, and it's different for everyone. Like we need different tools because we've have different shit, different traumas, different stuff that's been put on us, right? And so, yeah, please watch that movie. You will love it. Oh, like gosh. love it. And Tom yeah. Hanks' performance is so fucking I was fucking just going to say, I heard Tom Hanks just like was insane. I mean, when is he not, but (laughs) yeah, it's, it's next level though. It's next level goodness. Yeah. Okay. So like shame around bodies and like when it comes to that, like why did that, why was that something that I know, obviously your, your history around your Mm -hmm. personal disordered relationship with food and fitness has been a big part of that. But like, when did like the whole concept of like the inner work rooted with body, like really start to come to the forefront for you? And like, why has Mm -hmm. that been such a a thing that you think is is so deeply, deeply represented in literally like every human on the planet?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many directions. I feel like I could go with that question because so, well, let's just start here. So for me personally, in my own life, what I learned when I was recovering from my eating disorder is, um, I made it about my body for a very long time and didn't actually feel fully recovered until probably like two and a half years ago. Yeah. When I was actually in therapy. And isn't that like, that's I just feel a similar
1: reason.
0: because I was technically recovered. Like I was, I was okay. on paper. I, yes. I was like recovered for years. But the problem is, is that I, because anytime, okay, let me start over because you mentioned something that I think will connect this. You were like, we so desperately want to be accepted and loved. And it's not about these other things, but ironically, it's these other things that we seek out that we think are going to bring us acceptance. Yes. And love. We, either consciously or subconsciously that's actually what you're chasing yep. you're chasing feeling seen and heard and loved as you are like mm-hmm. what we fundamentally want is for someone to see us all of the shit that we're ashamed of all the things that we hide mm-hmm. all of the reasons in, the, in our mind when we say if only they knew this they wouldn't love me like all mm-hmm. of that to be laid bare and then for people to see us and be like oh my god I love I you. love and, I, and honor
1: you for who you yes. are yes
0: Yes, that is what we fundamentally desperately want. And so everything that yeah, everything that we're doing the dieting and the, the body manipulation and the shame and the hiding and the lying and the covering up like that is all this weird attempt to get it. But ironically, we get in our own way because we think that the way to acceptance and love is to hide and to cover. Mm, but that's what, buffer, that, what stands what is really in the way. Happening. Yeah, but that's yeah. actually what stands in the way of us getting it because you only get to the love and acceptance through like, terrifying vulnerability and like, Embracing courage, you know what I'm saying? So much courage. And I know that you've read Brene Brown's work. But I mean, so for anyone who doesn't know, she's pretty pretty popular, but she's basically a shame and vulnerability researcher. And this is kind of what she talks about, that shame um, or that vulnerability is a calculated risk. And so many of us avoid it because of that risk. But in reality, it's the very thing that will give us what we desperately so need and want and are pursuing. And Mm so where that kind of connected to my body was, just to get super personal in my own story, I was like recovered, quote unquote. I had just started Holy Healed. I was talking about hormones, all the fun things. And I was newly dating my now husband, and there's nothing like intimate relationships to bring up your shit, just FYI. Like there's 100%. nothing like them to bring up all of the ways that you are terrified of vulnerability, all of the, the fears well, you you. Well, you're have trying to people. share
1: like your life and your soul with a human and like yeah. get- It like,
0: brings everything up. Yeah, it just like brings everything up. And, and I love it because I look at that now and I'm like, what a beautiful tool because it can mm-hmm. be one of the best tools for discovery and growth mm-hmm. if you see
1: it in that light, or it can just be the fucking worst. And also if you have a person who can show up in that wave too. Yes. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yes. And uh, Well, that's another thing too.
0: I always say this because my husband is, you know, awesome. Obviously I love him and <laughs> you I, do.
1: I, have to, I have to, I would never I know that looking to. at your feed. Never.
0: You no, know, seriously. I'm obsessed with my husband. Um, <laughs> and I have to, I have to also like walk that line when it comes to relationships of like, but vulnerability, should not be this like fl- flagellation of not being met and being like abused in that vulnerability. And so this, it's this line, that's where boundaries come in, which we haven't even talked about, but like 100%. boundaries are the self protection so that in that risk you are safe. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yes. Great point. But I was in my, I was in my own kind of like, I love this man and all of these issues, all these fears of intimacy, things that were bringing that were being brought up from my parents. Like, and it kind of wrecked our relation. My husband and I actually we broke up for a time being when we were dating because and it was this weird thing where I was like, I have never felt so broken because I like know where I want to be. Like I know mm. what I want to feel. And I, and I recognize so desperately, I wanted to feel safe and seen, mm-hmm. but it was almost like I couldn't let myself get there because yep. of all of these things that were in the way. And I had no idea. I had no tools to change it. So I just felt like. I'm fucked forever. Like, I was literally like, I, I guess this is my life. Like, I, I'd rather just stay in the familiar I protection. Because I totally like, know that feeling. Yes, yes, of, like, fear. And I'd rather just stay here and run away
1: mm-hmm. than- And hide actually. and not be fully myself because it's yep. easier to show up but for I'm society. Back. Yeah.
0: Yes. And rather than be brave and go into this unknown water of, like, vulnerability and growth, well, like, all these things I feel scared of. Yeah. And-
1: which makes total sense, too, for the record, because, of like, course. biologically, our brains are wired to stay away from the things that are going to be growth-inducing. Yeah.
0: And it's like, well, and yeah. Yes. Well, I was also going to say, and also, the ironic thing, and this is where family narratives are so important, is, is it's also, like, a trauma response. It's yes. in your life. You've tried to show up, and you were met with rejection. It's PTSD. So if your parents, yes. If your parents didn't give you that love and acceptance, if you were bullied as a kid, if your friend left you, like mm-hmm. – As a young person, we are so vulnerable to those needs not being met. And what happens is you begin to form these narratives around vulnerability, these Mm -hmm. narratives around sharing or, Mm -hmm. you know, showing up. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it's not out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Because if you look at babies, they cry when they need something. They're very vocal. Like they have no shame. Yeah. That is a learned behavior. Yeah. From Everything from we
1: do is learned. It's pattern building. The problem yep. is, is so often we don't realize we're in that because subconsciously it's been created. And so that's why having tools and coaching programs or therapy, which I cannot suggest therapy oh, enough. Okay. It is life changing. And it's, it's work that is. I don't like the word hard because that implies bad, but like it is challenging work and yet it is also the most important work you will ever do because on the other side, you will be the fully realized version of yourself and it is so powerful to stand in that space and be able to speak from your truth instead of somebody else's. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So the
0: ironic thing and just like a note on the ironic thing is that like, the other side is not this like place where, and I know that you agree this place where like it goes away. It's this side where you now have the tools to be courageous. The vulnerability is still just as terrifying.
1: It's going to constantly be
0: there. It's still like, like life is just as challenging relationship. Intimacy is just, but you now have this, you now have this ability to be courageous amidst the the Mm -hmm. vulnerability. So anyway, I love that. I love what you just shared. So I decided speaking of therapy, I was like, we broke up. I was so like, I remember sitting there, it was like 3am. And I was just like, so heartbroken, because Mm -hmm. it really came down to I realized that the way that I was functioning in relationships, all relationships, friendships, romantic, the way I was with my family, it was not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Like if I like, it was not sustainable for having the connection and the love that I wanted, Mm -hmm. if I was going to continue to act and like, operate in this way. And so I remember being like, Okay, well, I don't I don't know where to go. I just know that what I've been doing can no longer be an option. Yep. Like that's honestly, and that's why I say rock bottom can sometimes be such a beautiful place <laughs> or like to be fed up with your own yep. shit is probably like, yeah, it's like one of the best gifts that you can have because you don't
1: necessarily need, need to know where to go. You just need to know that you're done well, going where you've been going. Ultimately the first step in any healing is self-awareness. Yes. So if we're not aware that like we're just living on automatic pilot because we that's what it, we do to when we're buffering, we're living on automatic pilot, we're living on and ultimately it's like fuck. And we can do that in so many ways whether that's with food or exercise or in being in an abusive relationship or mm-hmm. um not pursuing a career that we love because we're terrified. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many ways that we buffer and then it's like oh fuck, I'm so miserable. I'm at rock bottom like literally I I'm having panic attacks every week in my car. Welcome to my life. That was like yeah. 5 years ago, you know. And then it, <laughs> you know that was me. Like I I hit, you know, and I'm so grateful for that and I don't know that you ever really I call it a quarter life crisis like but yeah, like I don't know that you ever only have one, too. Like they constantly come up, you know, as you're navigating big shit. And yeah. also when you have the courage and you develop and you flex the muscle of vulnerability, like you mentioned, like it really is a practice. It's like playing piano. It's like learning how to sing. It's anything like that. Right. It is a practice. And when you can practice showing up with your partner or your, you know, friend or yourself in a vulnerable way and saying, I need this. Or yes. I am, this is me or saying, I'm really scared that you're going to see me differently, but I want to be honest with you. Like yes. that's a muscle that we flex. And when yes. we can continue to flex it, we constantly remove all the weeds of this is not us. And all of a sudden we're standing in who we are, really are, you know? Yes.
0: Yeah. I like to, I'm writing, I'm writing this down because I, I like, I like to use the metaphor of a surfer. So when I explain to any of my clients or anyone in my programs that I'm like, listen, the waves of what the fuck is happening will listen. always come. like listen the <laughs> waves are coming all the time like yeah. the quarter-life crisis the 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 emotions the things you just go from not even knowing how to swim to surfing like yeah. and how do you get there you learn and you practice and but the waves are the same right it's not you're not controlling your environment you are gaining tools to be able to surf and and like interact with your environment that is the difference and i think mm. that sometimes we get really caught up in everything needs to like go away or like there will be no pain or there will be no challenges no 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 like you will just feel and it's so much more empowering when it's not about the environment because then you know it's actually an internal strength and an internal
1: courage that
0: you have now built it's not about controlling the environment it's about actually being okay with the environment whatever it may be because you have the tools to deal with it
1: well and I think that's also partially why I've also like been going through this personal like what am I do and how do I want to show up online? Because for a while, like I, I needed to go from like I'm such in a bad way to I'm positive Amanda. Like I, because I, I'm also an Enneagram seven. Like that's where my life lives. That's where my oh, yeah. energy. When I'm like fully in my being, like that's where I feel. And and because I don't say but and. Doing that and f- and saying like it's not okay to be vulnerable or having weak you know like fully feeling th- feeling feelings is bad or embracing the pain like is completely debilitating because there's okay. going to be something that happens in your life or a realization you have probably on the daily certain you know certainly in my life it feels like That's that sometimes crazy. right that comes up and you're like okay so like if I just push this away or suppress it and I'm going to be positive and have a positive mantra like I think that shit is bullshit we have to do this stuff internally but I got there for a while because I was like and I lived in that space for a while and I perpetuated that message for a while because I needed it and then I was like oh oh no this is not me and like that's where, about when I started the podcast and was going through all of my BRCA stuff because I was like mm-hmm. this is a thing that I didn't expect and I have to feel this I have yeah. to live in this, and it and th- that amidst so many other things in the last two years is why I'm like they can coexist. You can show up as your true, authentic, goofy self and live in your pain and live yeah. in the trauma work and live in the healing around that, and both are beautiful. Both are things that are that make you fully you. Um, yeah. yeah, just
0: sidebar. I love that because it is it's and and it's like mm. being vulnerable and authentic is just the mess. It's just the magic the magic is in the messy. And that's you know, going back to where I started, like in that moment, what I look at not even I'm gonna not even call the rock bottom, but like a turning point in my life. That was when I started therapy. I was working three jobs at the time. Holy Healed is not my like a running business. And I scraped together everything I could to see this one therapist twice a month. Yep. And even the act of going
1: was radical for it's me. Courageous. Like, it's courageous. I feel a, the like, same way about going to therapy. Yeah, like
0: completely unrelated to even what we talked about in the sessions. The fact that I was going and being like, I am spending money and holding space for myself was something I had never learned or seen modeled in my life that 100%. was okay to prioritize. 100%. And so it was like, and then and then everything just kind of tumbled from there. Then it was like growing, learning, and and, and it's just so... I'm so grateful. I look back at her and I just have so much compassion for Jess Mm. who was operating only in the ways that she had ever learned, you know? Yeah. Which is why whenever I talk to people that are on my Instagram or like when I was launching Liberated Landing and women were like, I just don't know. I'm afraid. I'm like, I have literally been there. I have been exactly where you are and you don't have to know where you're going. Like you don't have to know how to quote fix, fix everything. It. You just have to be ready to be done with where you're at. Like that's yeah. all you have to be. Yeah. And it's just, it's scary, but it's like, if there's anything, anyone listening, that's what I want them to hear is that you don't have to know like where to go or exactly what to do.
1: And you know the, what I mean? The, the beauty of life, which can be scary for us control freaks, but the beauty of life is like, we never know, you know, mm-hmm. life is constantly shifting. There are so many things that happen. All we can know is who we are mm-hmm. and what we care about. And if we know that, then we know everything else, right? Mm -hmm. Because really it is an inner knowing that will lead us to where we need to go. And yeah, we don't know what's going to quote happen to us, but when we know who we are and how we want to show up in life, we know that we can like show up in that capacity for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that is where I truly feel like I, if I'm being really honest with myself, like I, for the last three months have been in that space for the first time in my life, like fully in that space. And it is a feeling I did not know could exist. Like truly it is a feeling I did not know could exist. And, and, and I, and I've been teaching on it for fucking, you know, four years. Like it's, 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 we're constantly evolving, and I'm sure I'm going to in a year look back and be like, Oh, there was even so much more to this than I, than I thought. Mm -hmm. But like, there was stuff that I had to let go of that had I'd been holding on pattern-wise. And I haven't really talked about this on the podcast like at length, but here we go. Um, like there's, there's, there's been so much that I had been holding on to like the, the Amanda of 10 years ago, patterns and the way I show up that like I didn't even know, conscious and doing this conscious work, I didn't even know we're subconsciously still living inside of me until mm-hmm. like a couple of weeks ago. Wow. You know, and so that, And that, and that, and that has been after two years of therapy and being, you know, coaching and like being in that space and, and having coaches and, and fully journaling and doing the inner work. It's a constant, it's a lifelong experience, but it's a lifelong unbecoming of the things that we've been taught. Right. That's ultimately what it is. Yeah,
0: I love that. And obviously, I mean, anyone that's doing the work is so, and I like say that in quotations because like, that's what it is. You're doing the work. It's so relatable. It's so like, yeah, I feel like every, at least every month, I'm, I feel like I'm revealing new facets mm-hmm. of myself that I didn't even know were there. And I know that sounds kind of woo, but it's more like, I hope that you do because Mm -hmm. you are such a complex person, not Mm -hmm. to mention you're not just uncovering this like stagnant person, but you yourself are going to be constantly changing and that in of itself makes it this ongoing process. Process. And that's, what's kind of exciting is a lot of us think about identity and like, who am I as this? Stale.
1: And it's a stagnant action. thing. It's like I'm yeah. going to put a label attached to this so that I know yeah. who I this am is and the I can kind live in this person I
0: am. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I've just like, especially in the last six months, really begun to emphasize to myself and to the people around me, like, absolutely not. You're right. This identity is not this box that you're like. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. This it is this constant path that you're on. That's just like constant whirlwinds and constantly changing. And you have the right to shift those core values and to shift yeah. those desires and to shift those however you so choose. And that's why the getting to know you process never ends. Like the sitting with yourself and intimacy and being with yourself never, like should never end because there's always more to discover and learn.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that can feel really scary also to hear Mm -hmm. because I think so many of us, and I know a lot of you listening are like major control freaks and like type a, Mm -hmm. like, I just want to know. And Mm -hmm. I think that can feel really scary. Right. Where it's like, well, then I'm just never going to know myself. Like I'm never going to like feel like I know me or am I never going to be happy? And like, that's absolutely not true in the process. But I think it's, it's about owning that like everything can coexist and like that, that is a piece of the puzzle that we are never taught. We need to implement in order to access what we want and access the life we want and, and like cultivate a space where we feel ourselves and that's also why to go back to what we started talking about at the beginning of this like that's also why i think we so often like feel shame around ourselves as we are like our like the fat around our 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 thighs or our stomachs or cellulite or um you know like our menstrual cycles which i know you talk Mm -hmm. about at length like there's so much shame around those things that are innately us Mm -hmm. and i think it's so it's so interesting that like that has been talked about so much from a body standpoint and from a, like, physiological standpoint. And yet often we are not – we don't talk openly about, like, Mm -hmm. what makes us us inside. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think ultimately, like, when we can do the healing on the outside, it also opens space for the feelings and the healing on the inside too. And that's why I love that so much of the work that you do and that that I do in that space too is, like, about healing – your relationship with your body because it really isn't about your body. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the secret. It's not about your body at all. It's not about the cellulite on your ass or about the tiger stripes on your hips because you've you've gained and lost and gone through this crazy dieting process and then like overeating. That's my life. I check them out. They're super sexy, you know? <laughs> but it's like it's not about that. It's not about the fact that your hormones are all over the place or that your you know menstrual cycle like is something that you hide because and like you still do the tampon hide thing and you don't actively talk about it like it's a it's it's because you're ashamed of you mm-hmm. and the inside right and it is reflected on the outside too. Um, well, I think it's really interesting because we talk a lot about like
0: destination and and the the, the interesting thing is that fundamentally a lot of women believe that they are their body right so there's this there's this education that happens where it's like you don't know how to see yourself as a human being you see yourself first and foremost as a body and that body you have been taught is an ornament it's not a vehicle it's not something to move and grow in and change it's a thing for looking at and so we are obsessed like i it's like this you know women-wide obsession with like being still like being stagnant because Ornaments and pretty things—they stay still, and they are something to look at. They are not alive. They do not breathe. They do not. They do not pee and wrinkle. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they don't change. And and ironically, like that's why, like for example, there was a lot of series that I did on my Instagram. I talked a lot about period normalizing because I think yeah, this is one of those random things where. So, there's so much shame around it, and when you really get to the root of it, like you have to ask yourself, What do you believe your body's for? Honestly, 100%. Because if, if you shy away from admitting that at, on your basic level you have basic human functionings, you have to ask yourself, Why, like? What do you believe your body is there for? And that was where I got to when I was like, why did I hide my tampons when I was walking out of like high school classes? Yeah.
1: Like, why am well, I ashamed you know, of this? Or like right. period sex being this like weird, crazy type right. exactly. of thing Exactly. Well, because
0: if I'm this fantasy for men, if I'm this thing that yes. needs to be a this A certain way. Feminine, you like, can't I know fulf- that I poop. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I fulfill a fantasy then i do not get to be human oh i God. don't get to be human because i'm a fantasy yes. and so it's like yes. you, yeah so if you have and if you have shame around basic things like you hate farting and like you're so ashamed to talk about your period and you don't even in intimate relationships like you don't it's not yeah. me saying hey or you feel this way. It's me saying, maybe that's an invitation to ask yourself what you believe wow. about your brain on a much deeper level, yes. because it seems like you're not leaving room for it to be human.
1: Okay. I'm going to, I have a human moment. I'm going to share something that I never thought yeah. I'd share online. So I turned 29 in February and it's uh-huh. like overnight. I just like got old. <laughs> that's what I feel like. I feel like literally in the week, the week after 29, I was like, okay, so my back is hurting in ways that it never has before. I have oh to foam roll after every workout or I will wake up the next day literally not able to move. Like, oh it's like overnight shit happened. And, and, and this is, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I'm going to, because you know me, t- never, t- never, t- never TMI. I developed a hemorrhoid on my butthole, a full ass hemorrhoid, and had my husband go to fucking Walgreens, get preparation H, and he has put that shit on my butthole for like two weeks. That's literally (laughs) intimacy at At its its finest. finest. And it's like, I'm sitting here being like, okay, so like, there was a part of me that was like, hey, Kev, I'm like, I don't even know what to say about this, but there's something on my butthole. I need you to look at it. But like thinking even to Amanda a year ago, like there's no way I would have been like calling my my friends being like, what do I do? And like yeah. never would have told him. I would have been like, sorry, we can't have sex. Like can't do this. Like God, whatever. Yeah, like, and don't like, look at me. Don't like, look at me. Like, yeah. Be but like, yeah. That's part of being a human. And I will even own that. Like for a part of it, I was like, this is what happens to 80 year olds. Like why am I 29? Like, and there was shame that was popping up for me. I was like, wow, there, I have shame. Like, I'm not going to talk about this. Totally. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is so funny. Cause as a side note for anyone with like hemorrhoids happens to literally to people of literally all ages. Okay. Like, but like, that's not ages. what
1: you hear. You hear like perpetuation. No, no, you you're thinking it's like old people. Exactly. Well, now, you exactly. know, if you've ever had a hemorrhoid and you're in your twenties or thirties, you are not alone. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not alone. It's super
0: normal. It, there's, there's so many different causes of it. It's so funny. And that, that is like, oh, I can't, I can't even tell you how many moments I've had with my husband about that. And it's just, it's one of those things where like, there's nothing more confronting than when something like this happens that causes you to hide that you have to ask yourself, why Why am am I hiding? Like, why am I so ashamed of this thing? Even us who are like, even me and my body where I'm like, no, like shame is, If something were to come up, I would still probably like, I bet you there would be a flare of like, oh my God, like I don't know what's happening. And it's not the initial flare. It's the, how you respond to it that really creates change. So you can have those initial thoughts of shame. You can have those initial thoughts of what the hell, but interact with them, Mm -hmm. interact with them because your reaction to them how you deal with those initial like feelings that is where the room for evolution and change is yeah
1: and it's really just about curiosity really more than anything like if you can get curious about your own thoughts and you can acknowledge that they're not wrong they're not inherently bad that's just what you like that is part of the process of being a human okay i had this feeling why do i have this feeling why do i feel the need to hide this right now because i'm worried he's going to see me differently because i'm worried he's going to be like what the fuck bro like you have thing on your butthole like this is for 80 year olds like and he's gonna see me as this old lady like these are the thoughts that were coming up in my head and i was like is that really how he would show up for me no and i know that so i'm gonna be courageous because i don't know what to do and i honestly can't really reach it myself so and like look at it like i don't know like i can't turn around and like magically look at my My (laughs) butthole work I'm like I tried it with my phone a little bit and like tried to take a photo it It didn't it didn't go well you know so I was like okay like I'm going to choose to be courageous in this moment for something that's scary and I even said like I'm kind of worried you're gonna see me differently and then I, I feel kind of like I feel like that. I know that sounds silly, but like, that's, what's going through my brain. That's the story I'm telling myself as Bernie Brown has coined. Yeah. Um, you know, if you haven't listened to her Netflix special, go do that. It's a great way to get in, and involved in her world um, very quickly. Um, I'll put that link in the show notes for you guys, but yeah, it's literally like, it's, it, it's radical. It's radical vulnerability. And also like now we're laughing about it. And like, it's become this like really cute inside joke that like only he knows, but I guess everyone does now, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, um and and I just think that's part that's also what bonds us to the people in our lives, right? when we can when we show up vulnerably and they show up back for us, like that's what where emotional bonds really lie um and why that is so so beautiful. and i and I think that I think going back to periods like that is a a big thing. like why is period sex such a fucking weird concept? like why can what have you read the red tent? I'm sure you have what?
0: no, <gasps> Look at that
1: Oh, read the red tent. It is an incredible book and it's all about, like, it's really truly about, like, owning your womanhood. And, like, it's a beautiful book. It's a fiction book. But I read that book, like, a year and a half ago and it completely transformed my feelings on Period Blood because Mm -hmm. um, so much of what, like, they did and and it was like this whole ceremony around menstruation it was yeah. a celebration it was a pouring this into the ground and giving back yep. to mother earth and like all of this stuff and it's like yep. when did we become so ashamed of what makes us yeah. innately us um and it's well, it's just a beautiful story yeah
0: yeah well there's this book called i'm gonna fuck up the title it's like this sacred sacred power of or the women's what fuck it was like the say something women's power sacredness it's and it's by Dr. Christine Northrup oh I, I know love the
1: it. yeah the okay, so,
0: yeah so and 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 basically I did this kind of study where I wanted to go through like traditions in all these civilizations where like women were actually held in esteem because I think that Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've mentioned like patriarchy, which is simply which is simply a definition where like mostly men are in power and men dictate. Mm -hmm. Like and so our our country, the U.S., the United States has been built on men, right? It's been built on men, been built by men, and that is what we call a patriarchy. And so what happens is now I feel like there's this revitalization where women are kind of stepping up and really realizing like all of this power and and intellect and like potential that we can carry into this like into this country, in this world, we have not been allowed to. And there's, this is like, that's why I feel like there's this revolution of women, like getting to know themselves and getting to embrace things like period. But anyway, this book like goes through all these civilizations and like their practices around like the women's body and mm-hmm. periods and women in general. And most, almost all of them, the, women's body were reflective of like god because they created life and they were held in esteem and when women were on their period they were seen to have like the highest amount of creativity yeah, so they would put them all they would stuff. put them in the circle and they would come up with like ideas of how to lead the village because mm-hmm. they were thought to have like a like this radical spiritual connection when they mm-hmm. were bleeding because it was very and so i went from someone who was like I'm a scientific mind, everything I talk about is in lab work, whatever. And I'm usually very scientific minded mm-hmm. to recognizing like, there's no way you can ignore the fact that there is like more to your body than just these numbers and lab work. And now I'm like, hello, women are connected to the moon. Like our, our cycles are literally synced, synced to, the, to moon. the moon. That's yeah. not that I don't, I, you can't make this shit up. Yeah. Like I just like, you have to realize that there's like magic in your body. And I just, so for anyway, that's a tangent, but this book, I will tell you the title when I yeah. look it up. I I'll put it in book the book show
1: down notes down. for you
0: guys. Yeah. Put it, I'll, I'll send you the link. Um, but it's phenomenal. And it's just like fundamentally realizing that a lot of the suppression that we have towards our bodies, which ultimately is towards mm-hmm. our power. I think as women really has mm-hmm. to just do with the culture that we've grown up in, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like totally. we favor the masculine, especially in the United States of America, like we favor the masculine men are in power and what happens is massive, massive, out of balance like completely out of wax system that we've got going on and us thinking that we need to be as masculine as possible and i say masculine as meaning masculine we walk in both yeah. right like like the masculine feminine archetypes yeah. not like men and women yeah. um but the hard the linear the logic driven right the like pushing energy yeah. Yeah. like surrender is demonized softness is demonized that is a result out of an out of balance like not complete power system in the way that we're functioning in culture
1: yeah and i think that's why so many and you will probably notice this if you're on Instagram and, like, follow entrepreneurs who are women, like, literally everything is about fighting that. In some way, if you really look at the root of what everyone is doing, it's about how can I fight this with intention? And at least the the ones that are in my circle. It's, like, how can I actively, like really, really change the narrative of the society as a whole, I can do that by being visible. I can do yeah. that by sharing my feelings, my message. And that's what we can do and how we can contribute, right? And why I do what I do in the world is even as an actor, it's how can I show that being emotional and and, and sharing my emotional life is valid and beautiful and a part of the process. How can I show up in spaces and cultivate room where women can fully stand in their truth and uncover that so they can also do that for other people, right? It's about creating a ripple effect. And when we're having conversations like this, That's why we're doing this now, too. Right. When we're having conversations like this, it's you share this with your friends, share this with literally every human, you know, female identified or not. Literally Mm -hmm. share this because this is going to start conversations, this bring it into your living rooms, have conversations about these topics like we can create so much more change as an individual than we think we can. And it's it's happening. Like, you're watching it happen around us. Like, the, all the movements that have been happening between Me Too and, like, Time's Up and everything like that, it is truly, truly happening. And you can be a part of it if you decide to be. And I think that's what's so beautiful about like agency too, as, as a, as an individual, like sometimes it's hard to see the bigger picture, especially living online so much of our lives these days. But like, we are so rooted and use Instagram for that way. Like I wouldn't know Jess if it weren't for Instagram and like, I wouldn't have so much of my life if it weren't for that world. And so many of the people in my life because of that. So use it and like create the impact and and treat yourself kindly in the process. Like be kind to your body. I don't know. I am feeling like I'm on a rampage, but like you're no, firing I mean, but it's
0: up. All, it's all true. And I think I'm a very big, I was a psychology major. Therefore I'm a little bit of an individualist at heart. So I believe in focusing on yeah. the individual. And yes. I think that like, this is where sometimes when I have conversations with some of my other friends that are like, that were sociology majors or that they're, they're like, okay, how do we fix society? You know, like yeah. a big question. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot of approaches where it's like, well, how do we do it as a whole? How can we coexist all- with both though? Yeah. Right. And and I love that. And it's necessary. And I'm a firm believer that like, if every individual did inner work and like dealt with how they showed up, well, we would th- rise as th- a there whole. would be- unstoppable mass change like that. And so you can't avoid the individual work when you're talking about massive change. Like it has to start on a micro level. And that's why like for any of those who have like a a heart to change and heart to implement change, the best thing that you could do for the world is to show
1: up authentically as yourself. First. Yeah. Uh 100%. Oh, I love you so goddamn much. Yes, yes, (laughs) please. Okay. So for someone who's listening, who's like, this all sounds lovely. (laughs) And also like, I feel like I'm... four steps behind where you're at. And I am, when I look in the mirror, like I see things still, even though I know like there's diet culture and all of this has been programmed. Like I'm looking in the mirror and I'm really unhappy with what I see, or I feel a lot of shame around getting older or around, um, my period or or whatever, um, in the space of like our bodies, like what, what would you say to someone who is in that space?
0: A lot of things. Mm. Um, one, you're at the best starting point because that's where, like, everyone has to go and be in. Um, two, develop practices where you ask yourself why and you, like, force yourself to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. Don't let yourself get away with quote. This is quotes. Oh, I feel fat. That's just it. Like, I... I'm feeling upset because I feel – and we could talk about why that's not like a real phrase and for a lot of different reasons. But, well, no, I just – I feel ugly, blah, 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 blah. And that's just, that's just what it is. I used to go through phases where my entire mood would be dictated by – I look in the mirror and I have a breakout or I, I mm. felt like the, the roll in my stomach was more noticeable and that dictated all of my of emotions day. for the day. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that when we allow our body to be the scapegoat for our emotions, we really limit our emotional vocabulary and we really limit our ability to engage in deeper concepts. We stunt, like We stunt that growth when mm. we say, no, it really is yeah, my body just looks not as cute as I want it to be. And that's it. And I'm just going to go on for my day. Like develop the muscle of asking yourself, is there something deeper? Like, what does that actually mean? So, okay. Yeah. So I feel. what does that actually mean? Well, I don't feel good enough. I'm not feeling worthy. Okay. Well, what does that mean to Well, yeah. I, feel, Yeah. And so and like, it's, eventually, it's, it's the, but
1: why thing I, I this is okay. not what I teach with my clients too. It's like, okay, well I, so it's like, why are, why do you want to do this work? Well, yeah. I want to lose 20 pounds okay why do you want to lose 20 pounds well I don't like the way I feel in in my body okay why don't you like the way you feel in my bo- in your body right and just keeping to ask like but why but why but why because it's not about the 20 pounds it's right. not yeah. about getting to size two yeah. it's not about fitting in those jeans yeah. that you've been
0: being your own like
1: detective is yeah. one of the best things you can do I love do. that it's
0: like <laughs> yeah it's like Bang like just like <laughs> why okay why okay well what does that mean what is that when you say these words that we have become so accustomed saying what do those mean mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I feel ugly what does that mean because quite frankly just yeah. like that reflects your values right there that you could feel so terrible and it's all wrapped into what you look like. What what does that mean? You know what I'm Mm. saying? There's just so much to go through there. And I know that's kind of a broad thing, but that is what I would want them to know is, and that's kind of why you know, in Liberated Landing, we start with body image because you have to develop the muscle around your body. I feel like we've
1: created such similar programs. It's hilarious. It's when awesome. Audience, and, yeah. and
0: and and you have to start with your body because that it, has to be a starting place that's yep. kind of like equal ground for yeah. everyone. And then once you start the muscle there, you go down like the Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole yep. real close into your roots. Yep. If you, if you develop the detective skill.
1: Yeah. And it's about learning. And it's also about like, I also want to add, from my personal experience, like I think it's also about being compassionate for where you are now, because it can. The words we say and the words we hear can really impact our day. And oh, yes. if we're just constantly saying, "But why? will I feel awful." Or I'm looking at all the things that aren't instead of looking at and saying, "Like, what can you genuinely?" I call this in my book the magic mirror moment, and I and I literally make all of my clients do this every single day. Is you, they stand in the mirror and they put a post it note. And it can be one thing, one thing that you love about your body. And I don't mean what it does or what it looks, how it looks. I mean what it does for you, right? Mm -hmm. So I love my strong legs because it allows me to get through a workout balls and you're and like standing in the mirror and saying that to yourself because and it's not something you don't believe it's not a fucking mantra of like I look beautiful like yeah, you I don't because you're it. not gonna yeah, believe yeah. it your brain's gonna be like fuck you bitch like that's not yeah. true you don't believe yeah, yeah you feel like you're lying to yourself yeah so you like are, yeah. truly truly take stock of where you are now too and genuinely ask yourself like what do I love and appreciate about me now because that in and of itself like that is such a powerful question too of like not only like where am i struggling and what's what's going on and like how am i looking at myself in a negative way but how can i love me now how can i be compassionate for me now um and it starts so often with so many of us at our at our in our bodies right and like and starting in that space will give you the muscle, again, of flexing like the kindness to yourself and the the love for yourself, which is ultimately, if we go back to where we were like 30 minutes ago, what we all need and what we all really, really, really are looking for in this world, right? Yeah.
0: Self-compassion is not a thing. It's a it's like a practice tool and a muscle, like a lot of, Oh, I'm just not very compassionate towards like you have to develop it. It's literally like something you have to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've read, but there's literally a book called self-compassion by Mm. Kristen Neff. It's actually in my program reading list. It's so phenomenal because it literally breaks down like how to develop that, why it's so important, how to practice it. Mm -hmm. Um, because, What like you you mentioned, and this is what I say too, the first step is awareness. But then what do you do with that awareness? You have to meet it with self-compassion because someone in awareness, but like still abusing themselves, you maybe you're more aware, but like you won't move past that awareness if you don't learn how to interact with yourself in a different way than you're used to.
1: And that's also like just to also go back to like the feminine versus masculine energy, that's also learning how to flex the feminine inside of you mm-hmm. and really like moving away from the patriarchy and society within yourself, mm-hmm. which is such a beautiful, powerful thing. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I could talk to you about this for fucking ever. Like literally ever. Um, I let me know if you guys want to have Jess back for like consistent convos. Cause I feel like this is going to be a thing. Um, just putting it into the ether. Like, I love you so much. And I really appreciate you just like, being open to just talking and seeing where this yeah. goes. Um, and just yeah. like showing up as your just a maze self. Cause I adore you so fucking much. And I know everyone else is too. Um, can you remind everyone where to find you online, how to kind of like get right. connected into your world? Please go follow yes. her. Give her um, a I'm love. most active on
0: Instagram at Holy healed. That's whole, like a whole pie, Holy healed or my website, Holy healed.com.
1: Perfect. amazeballs, balls. And all that info will be in the show notes for you guys. Um, I adore you. Thank you for being here go like celebrate your fucking body right now and just like really live and love in who you are at this moment. Um, and, and, and let that ripple into your life because you are so freaking amazeballs as you are. Um, so yeah, I adore you and, um, thank you for being here and I will talk to you guys later and there you have it thank you Jess for coming on the podcast and having this amazeballs conversation and for everything we talked about you can check it out in the show notes or head over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash 84 I hope you can hear Toby in the background doing some weird ass shit (laughs) Um, and as always thank you guys for being here if you love this episode please leave it a rating and review on iTunes and shout us out on Instagram tag me at amandacatherineloy let me know your faves fave parts about the episode and as always I will see you guys on the flip side so bye bye